four. Get my shoes on out the door. Five, I'm alive. Six, seven, eight, feeling great. Nine, gonna shine, life is good. I'm doing fine. Ten, gonna do it right and do it again, yeah. I look into the sky with all the beautiful color, but there's more than just for me, so gonna share it with another. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Lingerie Radio Down the Podcast. I'm Jim Wounds, your host. And today, we are lucky. We have Alexandra McHugh. Now, Alexandra is one of my favorites. Alex knows that because she is smart. She is gifted as both a model and as someone who has a point of view. And that, I think, Alex, is one of my favorite things about you. There is no in-between with you. You either like something or you don't, and you tell us straight out. And I respect that. Talk a little bit about how you look at a review. I like that observation. That's a really nice observation. Um, yes, I would agree with you. I am all or nothing kind of person. There is no in between. Have you always been that way? Yes, I have. I've never been one to just dip my toe in and, and wonder and caution about this. It's like, look, it's fight or flight. I, I'm either going to have it or I'm not. And it's the same. It kind of transpires through everything. So that's my love life, um, work life, personal, whatever it might be. If my heart's in it, then you're getting all of it. And if not, then I'll, I will tell you quite plainly, but still politely. You know, I do, I do have manners. I was brought up well. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, we all like to have manners. And, uh, but you know what? I, I, I don't think speaking your mind is necessarily being rude. No, it's not. It's not being rude. Um, the problem is what's been lost in translation for many, many years is the way that you communicate. And I know I'm a good communicator. so. A lot of people think that they're being real. I said it because I'm being real in it. So I told them how it is. And it's like, that's absolutely fine if you'd like to be real. But you have a certain way in how you deliver things because you need to understand that not everybody is going to understand the language or how you present it. So you need to adapt the way that you say things or write things in a way where it's quite, it's plain, it's to the point, it's still kind um, but it means that more your audio, you know, more of an audience is going to understand it. True, and sometimes you do have to temper things that you may wish to, um, you know, say. But you say, "All right, wait a minute. Uh, discretion be the better part of valor." Maybe I just let this one slide a little bit. You are absolutely spot on, and unfortunately, we have this lovely tool. I don't know if I can actually say companies' names Go ahead. within the podcast. Can I? Sure. A social media name. So so we have things like um, Facebook, which has just, it has destroyed a lot, but um, uh, humanity's kind of slowly bit building things up. Their awareness is being uh, raised at the moment. So we are, we are going through a big transition globally, which is nice. But uh, the point I'm getting at is everybody was putting their thoughts onto this um, platform and, you know, not everybody agrees with everyone's thoughts and then everyone's become a keyboard warrior. warrior. They have to have a debate that it has to get aggressive. It has to be like, my point is the, the, you know, the one that you need to believe in. And I, um, I spent a long time doing this as well, being part of it. And then I realized Mm -hmm. that it's a very depressing place. If, you decide to put out your negative thoughts is written and it's on the screen and it's there forever. You know, when you, when you go see a friend, you hash it out with them. You could talk about something depressing, cry, and then you could laugh the next moment it's forgotten about, but on the internet, it's there all the time. And people, 
uh, can't wait. Oh, they can't wait. They've got nothing better in their life than to be trolling on this. And they sit there and they wait for something. They go, well, actually, I think you're wrong. And I'm going to raise it by this. And I'm going to say, and you just think, is there any need? And this is, it's, it's all about consciousness. It's all about conscious decision and, and being a, more aware of the effect of your words that are coming out your mouth. That, you know, does it make sense? Is there any point in saying it? Is it going to harm anyone? Can you kind of dissect what you're about to say before you say it? And just to give you an example, and then I'll shut mm-hmm. up with your next question. <laughs> There's, um, there was someone who put this beautiful, as a model, she put a beautiful status up. She's obviously going through a spiritual awakening or something. And so her mm-hmm. perspective of the world has changed in a, in a great deal, for a great deal. And um, I said, yes. There's a huge awakening happening globally. Have you felt or witnessed it yet? And someone I don't even know popped up under my conversation and said, the rise of fascism, uh, that seems to be happening unless I'm missing something. And do you see what I mean about this aggressiveness that people have? It's their little window of thought on one particular thing in a negative way. And they've got this aggression that comes out. So, I could have reacted. I could have let my chimp out the cage and been like, what are you on about? I was being nice. Can't you see that? Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Like everybody tends to do. And then it goes on and on and on. So I went away and I came back and I thought about it again. And I said, how do I diffuse it? How do I have something that this person just can't push against and it doesn't continue? So I said, what you see depends on where you focus. Right. And he said, that is correct. Somehow it's hard to equate progress and awakening with so much horrendous stuff simultaneously going on in the world, which was great because what that did was it wasn't about me. It wasn't having a dig at him. It was saying something factual that brought his attention to it. Mm-hmm. And it got diffused it because he all he came back with then was, yeah, you're right. And actually it proved that that's how he thinks because that's what he sees. And I left it at that and I didn't need to say anymore. It's funny that you use the term keyboard warriors, right? Because, um, you know, as someone who does a lot of writing about politics and entertainment and other things, uh, I'm often on Twitter or Instagram or any other number of places on the multi-platform. And, you know, one of the great things about Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, whatever, is um, there's an anonymity to it. And so if I put my name out there or, or you make a presentation and put your, you know, your name and your, you know, um, and your image out there, uh, there's a vulnerability to it. And yeah. it's easy for someone who, you know, is Dweezer27 on Twitter to go off on on me uh, or you or anybody uh, because they have no, it's not their name. It's not their, you know, they don't have to own up to who they are. Uh, They can take whatever swipe they want to. And to your point, I think it's very important not to jump down those rabbit holes when they go out there and just basically ignore it and say, fine. You know what? If that's the way you think, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to change it and I'm not going to try. You know, uh, it is what it is. You read what I, you know, presented out there. In your case, you saw what I presented out there. If you don't like it, that's cool with me. I mean, you know, fine. 
you know, it, but I'm not going to, you're not going to engage me into and drag me down that role because I'm just not going to fight with you because that's what you want. And I'm not going to play that game. It's, it's nobody wins in a game where, you know, it's all one-sided. The other part of the equation on that, we'll, you know, move on to other things after this, but, but the, the other part of that equation is that you know, I find that people jump in the middle of conversations. So they have no idea what they're talking about. And it's like, yeah. you know, you're there, you're like, where did this come from? Yeah, that happens so much all over the internet. But it's mm-hmm. it's almost like, it's again, it's about consciousness. Um, right. I, I think for a long time, we've just been on autopilot. Um, we're really not using our brains properly and to its full capacity, its full extent. And when you, I suppose... The, the term to use is almost brainless, you know, they're coming mm. across things and they're just reacting totally human, <laughs> like, like bumbling on something and then trying to, you right. know, and it's just like, actually just step back, have some control here and understand, like, again, it's bringing yourself to center being mm. here now, not just like going through everything as, as, as in, uh, as how do I explain? Um, it's almost, it's almost like setting something. I, I've forgotten. Um, well, it's, it's the example. Like, well, to take your point, if, if I'm trying to help you here, I and mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay, <laughs> apologize. It's like, it's like, it's like reacting as opposed to introspection. Okay, yes. you're reacting to something instead of thinking about it before you react. Okay, it's like mm-hmm. I read it. I read a line and I react to that line without reading the rest of the story. Yes. And so it's a reactive, you know, on social media, often you get a reactive response as opposed to an introspective response where you're taking everything in total and reacting to total as opposed to the bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they, they do it for everything. It's, it's not even just conversations. They get a bit of media fed to them and they're just going by what they're seeing in front of them. You know, there's, for me now, I mean, I was exactly the same. Please, uh, you know, I'm no saint, but I again, for, through raising awareness, and I'll always say this throughout this whole conversation, I'll be talking about raising awareness because it's the biggest mm-hmm. key in order to progress properly, to to be able to help yourself, understand yourself, understand others, move forward. It's, it's about raising your awareness. But mm-hmm. um, I used to do the same. I used to be fed some kind of bad media or video or something on, on Facebook and believe it was solemn word, you know, believe that that was absolutely what was happening. And it was only until, um, I can't remember, it was a few years back, something had happened and mm-hmm. it was, I looked into the video. I was I was so curious because I was like, that can't be true. And everyone was kicking off about it. I can't even remember the video. But I researched it. I started looking it up myself because we have those tools now. We have that ability to actually not, you know, to do, to do our own research. And I, I went through it and it would have been totally blown up. In fact, the whole story had been fabricated. It's, mm-hmm. it, was on a, it, was, it was from a totally different viewpoint that they took. And it's the same. It's just basically took it out of context, blew it up, stuck some pictures on it. And it's just the same as war, uh, keyboard warriors. You've got these deliberate people mm-hmm. who set this information out to cause reaction. It's a power mm-hmm. trip thing. It's an ego thing. I mean, uh, um, a lot of things in this world are ego driven. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. They deliberately put this information out to see how far it goes, to see how many 
people um, can be used against themselves. You know, they they, right. they they have this superiority where they're like, well, you're all idiots. You know, you actually believe that. And they put it out there because they, they feel that they're genius by doing something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I digress. But the point was, is I researched it and realized that it had been totally fabricated. And now anything that pops up, I've got to research it because I'm like, I don't believe that. And it's the same as, you know, if I come into a conversation, I've seen one horrific comment. I think, oh, my God, I think. Mm-hmm. What sparks that? I'm not going to react. What sparked that? And I've got to go back in time through the thread if it interests me that much. But yeah, people don't give the time to do that. They just, they're acting like monkeys. They're in a bit more of a, um, say brainless, but autopilot kind of um, situation where they just pick things up and react, just boom, 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 boom. You know, there's no, there's no calmness. There's no um, full thought on things. Well, it's easier to react than it is to research. Yes, it is. It is. We've been chimps for too long. I think it's about time we um <laughs> we start using our brains properly. Yeah, at least, you know, if we could just start walking erect and talking, that would be a good start. That, yeah, I mean, that in itself, right now, there's, I say right now, there was a big kick about, I would say about three or four years ago, uh, depression, anxiety really crept forward and uh-huh. it was in... It was, everybody's face suddenly this depression and anxiety was everywhere and people are like god um there's so much and it's obvious because with the internet we have so much information available to us now it's 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 a little bit depressing you know because we don't have simple times where you would marry you would have your children you would go to work you would have that right amount of money to earn for your house. You knew what you had mm-hmm. at the end and you'd be able to spend all that. You know, we've come away from that. Financially, we, there was a big tip in like the 1970s and that's it. Now everybody, you know, most people are in debt. They live beyond their means. They're a little bit helpless that I deserve this. So I'm going to buy this, you know, and it's even gone into um, obesity where everything mm-hmm. is so available on a mass scale that you can have that a human being is a little bit like, oh my God, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I am. I don't, you know, there's, there's, there's no kind of um, structure to, to your life or, or boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, um, we need some of that discipline, but we, we well, don't have that anymore. And I, and I think that that depression anxiety was really pushed forward because of the internet. And now with younger generation than me, I'm only 28, I, I would still consider myself a puppy. But there's um, people younger than me who are on social media, live on social media and their phones, that mm. their anxiety levels are insane to actually just talk to someone on the phone or even just meet them person to person. That that freaks them out. They don't know how to converse properly. It, yeah. I mean, I had written a story um a while back, a magazine story, it was called, um, we've, we are now in what I like to call the nanny state, uh, <clears throat> you know, where you have to, uh, uh, you have to say, no, you can't have that. No, you can't do that. No, you've got to do this. Uh, because if you don't, you know, you're going to just go off and, you know, it's not going to be a good thing. And, um, I don't know. I, I think that, um, one of the things that uh, you've done and the folks have done through the website Lingerie Lowdown is you've shown that each presenter in their own way 
can be expressive and empower themselves. And, you know, you've been able to do that through your presentations on, on the site. Uh, it comes across, as we were saying a little bit in the pre-interview, that you're going to come right up and say, all right, look, here's why I like this. And this is why I like it. Doesn't mean you necessarily will or won't. It's okay, cool. But this is why I like it. Conversely, this is why I don't like it. Okay. You you leave very little ambiguity, which I think is very refreshing. Yes, I, I totally agree with you because I see I see um going from what we were talking about today, um mm-hmm. we've actually used the internet for good purposes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it was getting a little bit dark in places it was getting a little bit um too much as we said with all, all the um people decided to jump on and being a bit hot especially for youtube you know all the comments on there and such but this is a little place where you've got real life people on real life different shapes and sizes loving who they are um presenting that and inviting you in almost you know into their private rooms to be like mm-hmm. look let's just chill i'm going to be um on a level with you this is a, exactly what how i feel with the product and mm-hmm. it's, it's helped i think it's helped a lot of people because um when we would, again everything ties in together doesn't it this is why we're sure. touching on the anxiety and stuff like that mm-hmm. anxiety um is a big deal and it means that a lot of people aren't stepping outside the front door anymore and they don't have to because everything gets delivered in, which is great. So mm-hmm. it, that, that does mean if you don't like something, you'd have to return it. That does mean that you have to step outside the door. So to get mm-hmm. on the internet where they can watch it in their own, you know, comfort of their own room, comfort of their own mm-hmm. home, and they can trust our word on the garments that get sent to us and um, they can see that we love it because it's genuine. The good thing about it is mm-hmm. there is no editing. We, you get our um, honest reactions and responses to things when we pull it out of the bag, when we put it on. Mm-hmm. And that's great because you, you can't, you know, you can't um, fake that. And that's good for uh, someone watching it because they think, yeah, I think I'd like that. I, I think, and then they could buy it with a bit more confidence, which I think is a beautiful thing. Um, because each one of these companies uh, that sends the items, um, pay attention because they should i mean because if if alexander if you don't like something okay and i'm a um fashion house and you don't like it and you're in the business of modeling you know lingerie if you're not liking it then i'm gonna have a hard time selling it so i need to pay attention and listen to what you're telling me and I think that that's one of the other things is brands are paying attention to what you guys say about their product because they realize that uh, it's important to pay attention to influencers. Yes, absolutely. It, it does. It, it draws you in. And um, I think because he's got such a good team that love what they're doing as well, mm-hmm. it just when 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 you've got that connection when you've got that vibe it's just mm-hmm. electric because it's it's an energy that you're sending out and um as me obviously going back on the spiritual stuff but it's true okay. i mean you can't you can't fake energy and when you get that yeah. from somewhere that's what pulls people close that's what attracts them in so it's it, and it, and it speaks for itself the growth that it's had in the last year it just mm-hmm. it proves that right you know 
Well, I mean, it's like any one of us who are called a quote unquote influencer, right? If, if we don't like something and we say that we do, then we're not being honest with ourselves. And so if you come on and you watch what you do and all the other presenters, the honesty is there. I mean, it's, there's not, it's not hiding something. You're honestly, you can tell in their face that, you know, that you generally enjoy it or you don't. And I think that honesty is the, is the single most important part of connecting with your audience. If you're not honest with them, then they have no interest in paying attention to you. Yeah. You've hit the money on that one because uh, I actually, I went to a casting the other day for, uh, for one of my agencies and um, I didn't get the job, although they really liked me. And I asked, why didn't I get the job? You know, I thought that we were all clicking and they said, look, we'll be honest with you. You haven't got a huge following on Instagram, so we can't pick you for the job. And um, I just got very real very quickly that I just thought, Mm -hmm. geez, that's, that's where we're at right now. And talking about those influence, I am not for a second going to pretend something I'm not or put a certain picture up or a certain Mm -hmm. caption in order to get attention. That's not who I am. It's Mm -hmm. like, and I feel it's the same for this brand. This is why I like it so much because we, we are just being who we are being, you know, we're not doing Mm -hmm. anything else and, and we will always attract the right people. And it's the same goes for life. If you just continue to be yourself, the right people will come anyway. A mm-hmm. lot of these influencers, what have you, I, I can't say for everybody, I will not say it for everybody, but a lot of the influencers that you see on, on Instagram and such that make it look like so easy, it's a very plastic life. And if I'm honest, I don't want plastic people in my life because I, don't, I can't converse with them properly. I'm not, I'm not on a level with them. So I wouldn't need them as an audience. There's no point. You know, I, I would prefer to get the real people in that are going to stay around and, and get something from me because that's the whole point in, in is is being able to deliver or be of service in some point to someone because that vibration that you're sending out for yourself is is crazy good and that's what everybody I would hope at some point or tries to do regularly in order to make it a better place and I know that's a bit of a freedom speech but it's true if we all were in service a little bit to other people not just continuously thinking of ourselves it would be a better place and I know that's very, very deep, but that's the whole point. That's the mantras. That's the whole mission statement of, of good companies is, is putting people at the heart of it. And that's what I believe that we do is that that realness that comes through of influencing, that this is, you know, a true word coming from me. I'm not just doing it because it's got a label on it and, you know, it's given me an absolute wedgie, but I'm not going to tell you that because I, I want to be booked by the same company again, you know, for again selfish reasons and thinking of the customer that's where it works that's why we've got um we've got the loyalty there we've got so many people that keep coming back because they love it yeah and at the end of the day you know if you look at uh you know you're talking about instagram right your instagram following your twitter following whatever it may be or your entire social media portfolio there's so much clickbait out there where they'll throw something up just to instantly get a lot of you know instant followers and and then you find out that you know why am i following this person you know the one time i i I thought it was good it's not and um you know there's a lot of clickbait being used out there and um 
and you so even though you may have somebody who has a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand Instagram followers, uh, they may be saying nothing. Yeah. So you know, but it, it is you. You you're right again. They are saying nothing. They're just they're, a lot of the time. It's just very empty, cliche words, and it's and a lot of people believe to be in the place or to be the right person or to be cool or be to doing the right things or have the biggest car or whatever or to, or to be deemed as successful is to say these cliche things is to be in with the crowd is to post that kind of picture in that certain way when I'm I'm looking away from the camera and I've just done a big laugh and it's like was that real <laughs> did that actually happen <laughs> like. No, it, it doesn't, but they feel that they have to do that in order to seem like they're doing well or, you know, they get it, they're cool, they're, they're of some status. Well, one of the things, the realness of lingerie lowdown is everybody is a different body type. Everybody is, a, you know, there's a different ethnicity. There's a different part of the world that they're from. Um, there's a different way you approach things each one of the presenters, be it a, you know, female or male, there's no glossiness to it. You know what I'm saying? There's no, uh, Photoshopping that you could do for an Instagram picture or something like that. What you're looking at is the good bits and the bad bits all at the same time. And there's a vulnerability there, but it's also, there's a realness there. And that realness is something that, um, I think, uh, is not seen often on, say, an Instagram photo or um, or on social media in general. You tend to try to clean that up, if you will. In in the case of lingerie lowdown, they show everybody, you know, everybody's in their vulnerable position. We all look the way we looked, and you know, you accept it because that's a comfortable, you know, you're comfortable with who you are. You don't have to be yeah. photoshopped to make it look good. Exactly. Um, Because I'll I'll be honest with you, I've been modeling for eight years now and um, I've had my ups and downs with rejecting it, especially with the the spiritual stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. I I do get this from time to time, like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Um, And it's because a lot of the time who you portray is this perfect person. And we're not all perfect people, you know, we all have lumps and bumps and what have you. And actually the place would be a, a lot, you know, the world and such would be a lot better if we, we did just show all our flaws and assets, you know, because we're not trying to be perfect all the time. And I, I, that's what I absolutely love about Lingerie Lowdown is that I am myself. I am proud mm-hmm. of who I am. I have, we still have a great following on it. There's still, you know, um, people coming back to it and what have you. And I just... I've got no problem with it being out there. And I think, yeah, this is really, it's really comforting to know that that is able to do well in this world. It it gives a lot of hope. Yeah. And many of the presenters uh, have not been modeling. They just began the process and they felt like, wait a minute, you know, I can do this. I'm comfortable with it. Um, Let's go. And so it's been an empowering thing for them. And I think that's, you know, that's good on, on so many levels for all of us is that, um, you know, you can feel that being yourself is good enough to be empowered and you too can be a model regardless of whether or not you're a size zero. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, 
moving on. Okay, let's see. Now, um, your Instagram folks have sent some <laughs> questions. And uh, how about we play with those questions? What do you think? Yes, let's play. And do you know what I've done? I've What's done that? another laundry lowdown kind of thing. I um, I've not sat there. I've I had the questions once, and um, obviously I let you know about the questions, but I haven't looked at them, studied them, and, and wondered what I was going to say. I actually haven't seen them again. So um, we, this would be like, I'd like to just answer on the spot. I like it that way. In, you know, in spontaneously. You ready? <laughs> yeah. What is the secret behind your jolly nature? Given all that deepness <laughs> that we went through, right? I figured, you know what? Let's start off with this one. Oh my god! I'm like, okay, um, you know what? You put it out there, uh, so all I right, did. let's go with it. Um, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> What's the secret to the jolly nature? Yeah. Um, well, cut a long story short because I got a hell of a story. I feel like a 50 year old woman in a 28 year old's body. I tell you now. You can go um, ahead. We got nothing but time. You can tell me the long story, the short story, whatever you want. Okay. Not to bring it down a notch or, uh, you know, down a key. You, you, in, don't have, in, uh, you don't have to lay down on the couch like, a, you know, the, you're doing a, uh, a session with a psychiatrist here, but just go ahead and take your time. Okay. So um, I was born happy. Uh, which doesn't <laughs> doesn't help a lot of people if they wanted to pick up some tips. But I was born a very free, happy-go-lucky kind of entity. Now, um, unfortunately, when I was younger, I was conditioned and influenced in a certain way to kind of bash that out of me because people didn't quite understand it. They didn't quite understand. They they got it confused because I have attention deficit hyper disorder as well, so I am hyper and. They confused it with attention seeking. Um, but the difference between attention seeking and, and my kind of happiness is I know that I could be up there with the best of them that are on stage and, well, hey, look at me. But I don't do it from a glory standpoint. I don't do it for look at me and worship me. I do it for come with me and enjoy this feeling that I'm on or, um, you know, if I could bring you in with me so we're all lifted that's you know that's the place that I come from and it, it took a little while for people to understand that and make you know I'm obviously talking about my family because they're the, mm-hmm. they're the biggest people that you learn the biggest lessons from and um I I too have had my touch of depression anxiety even a suicide attempt um it got very very bad when I was younger and I started to go into self-development because what we all tend to do is we look far too much outside of our little box to think we need something out there to fill it in. And it's not that case at all. It's, it's just starting with you and, and knowing who you are as an individual, which no one takes the time to do. And um, it started with reading lots of books. So I left a lot of, uh, I, I read a lot of um, self-development books, understanding the human psyche. So understanding neuroscience, understanding you know, how two um, neurons can come together to, to form a train of thought and what connects them and what worry does for you and what serotonin is and, you know, understanding all the chemicals that are going on. And that was great. It was it helped me all those depressing things that I used to think about before. I would understand now on a very scientific point of view that actually 
that's just a very human, almost robotic thing that happens within your mind. It is like Netflix suggestions. If you're going to think something, it's going to go, hey, you remember that really bad thought? Yeah, I've got another one for you. Here you go. And unfortunately, you create a habit. So you've got to try and break that cycle in order to come away from it and, and start changing for the better. But it wasn't enough learning all the human side to it. I still felt empty and I didn't understand why. And um, I went and saw a, I went to a spiritual festival actually. Mm -hmm. And when they were there, there was half naked women and men and what have you, you know, walking around and giving each other free love. Well, hang on, that sounds awful. What I mean is long hugs for about 20 seconds. And I was like, okay. Um, And I was taking the mickey a little bit out of people because I wasn't there. I didn't quite understand. Mm. Um, And it was the next day I was feeling really emotional. We went to do dancing meditation. So we went into a hut and we were told to close our eyes and we just move with the music. Our arms flail everywhere. It doesn't matter. You know, drop Mm -hmm. all caring what anybody thinks. It's not about that. It's about you in the now. So I I did that. And as I was doing that, I just kept, it was like, I was like a, 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 I couldn't explain it. My throat just kept tensing up and water would come to my eyes, but I just couldn't cry. And I was like, why am I feeling like this? This is weird. Mm -hmm. So I said to my friend, look, I'm going to take some time out and uh, I'm just going to walk around a bit. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I I, I said to my friend, look, I'm going to um, just walk around, try and get rid of this. So I did. I walked around and um, I was just following my feet, actually, just looking at the ground. And I came to a big teepee hut, a wigwam. Mm -hmm. And it said spiritual healing by shaman and I was like all right whatever I'll I'll give it a try and you this this goes hand in hand with trusting your intuition right you know you are not just everything that you see in the mirror there is more to you as a human we pick up on other things and Mm -hmm. and nobody can deny that even just give you an example you could walk into a house that two people have had an argument and you could say oh wow you could cut the atmosphere in here with a knife you know, these little sayings have been going around for years because we do pick up on energy. We do pick up on vibes. You know, energy mm-hmm. is real. If no one does believe in spirituality, at least they can understand the energy side of things. And mm-hmm. I trust my intuition. And I, I went into the wigwam hut and I sat down and she turned around. She goes, hi, can I help you? And I went, you know, I just, and I just booed my eyes out. And I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm really sorry. And she said, that's okay. It's not a problem. She said, sit over there. So I sat over there and she said, what's okay. So what's, um, what's wrong with you? And I said, I don't know. And I'm answering because I'm reacting. I'm emotional state. I'm going, I don't know. know." And she said, right, two seconds. I'm going to ask you again. Just give yourself some time. I'm going to ask you again and, and hear what comes to your mind first, you know? And I was like, okay, don't just say out loud, hear what comes to your mind inside. And I was like, so she asked me again, and the first word that came to my head was anger. And I was like, I don't know why I'm angry. I'm not angry. She was like, mm, okay. So she said, lie down. So I led there for an hour, an hour and a half, and I didn't stop crying. And she made me go into the past, and um, I kind of had to close my eyes. And she said, right, what, you know, she was doing a load of things like breathing to the rock and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, 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 burning all this sage and what have you, which I was very cynical at that point of view. So I was like, all right, all right, get on with it. And then she said, um, just give yourself some time. I want you to go back in time and I want to see where Alex is, little Alex. Just imagine where she is. So 
Mm-hmm. Gave myself some time. It was just black. And then this vision came towards me. This image came towards towards me with my eyes shut. And it was me as a little child. And I was hiding under a bed. And I had a very confused look on my face, but I totally understood what was going on. I, you just know. I just knew what that look was. I knew what she was doing. And she asked me, and she said, okay, because so, I said, I see little Alex, and this is what she's doing. She said, what? Why is she there? And I said, she feels she's a burden because she keeps getting told off and she's very misunderstood. There's not a lot, a lot of love being given, given to her because um, the parents and the peers are in that moment in time going through their own stuff. So they're only thinking of themselves. So this small child is trying to help and love them all and be there and like, hello and grab their attention, but they haven't got time for it. They're exhausted. So at that point in time, I just wanted to hide away and I just wanted to not be a burden because I didn't want anyone to be upset. And obviously feeling that about yourself, your inner child is hiding because of that. It just made me more upset. I just thought, oh my God, that's how I was feeling. And I, I totally understood it. So she asked me to like welcome her back in. And we did a few other exercises. She asked me what I would say to my parents back then with the knowledge that I have now. And funnily enough, the things that I did say out loud once they left my lips, I was like, oh, my God, I do that myself. And you realize how much you adopt things, even though you don't want to, <laughs> from your parents. I, I went on to say about um, you adopt things from your parents without you knowing, even the things that you think I'll never be like them. You mm-hmm. end up adopting these because um, we learn monkey see, monkey do. And a, a lot of the time we do we do um, adopt these things without knowing and um, yeah, when they'd left my lips, when I said what I wanted to say to my parents back then of how they handled me and how they acted with the knowledge that I had now, I realized, ah, I'm doing this myself in my own life. And once I did this, and as I said, therapy, loads of different therapy will, will help with loads of different people. You know, I, I can't say one thing will work for everyone. It never never does. That's the beauty of being us. And um, I it released me. It basically got rid of a lot of stuff that I had a lot of bad past energy that I had emotional hurt and it got rid of it. It really did dissipate. And I was unstoppable from when that happened because I broke through barriers. I didn't care what people thought. I wasn't looking for people to love me anymore. I wasn't looking for people to accept me. I didn't have these limiting beliefs where I, um, I didn't believe in myself. I thought I can do this. I'm a hell of a person, blah, blah, blah. You know, I started to love me. I started to understand me. I welcomed my inner child back and I was just like, let's absolutely go for it. And um, I then started to learn more about spirituality. So I've been doing all the self-development stuff, um, learning about the human psyche on on a scientific point of view. And then I learned about the spiritual stuff. And this is how I explain it. I explain it as the... The human stuff, the self-development is like building a car and understanding how it works from a mechanical point of view. I understand how the cogs turn. That's great. But there was still something missing. When I learned more about um, the spiritual stuff, and I'm not saying, you know, you have to be on your knees and praying or going to church or anything like that. Sure. It, it's just more raising your awareness, understanding who, who you are, being back in center, um, you know, being kind to others, that kind of thing, raising your vibration, mm-hmm. being more conscious, that type of thing. That's my spirituality. That's how I describe it. When I learned more about that, it's almost as if I went back to that car that I built and understood how it worked and sat in the driver's seat, turned the key and felt the ignition go. I felt 
how it was to drive. I knew what it was, the you know, I had the experience then. So I had the full picture. And every day I just believe in the universe because of law of attraction. There's so much that when you raise your vibration, you're on this really good um, frequency because you're happy in yourself. You're doing things that you want, not bending to others and fitting in with society and doing this and doing that. When you're doing that for you and you keep being this happy person, that stuff that you're emitting is coming back. It comes back tenfold because you're in a good mm-hmm. place, just as it was when you were bad and it came back in bad ways. So mm-hmm. that that's the, I know it's a long, long way to explain it, but that is why I've got this, this happy way about me is because I know stuff happens in that place. And I make sure that I keep there by, you know, doing the right things for me, feeding my, um, my brain the right information taking time out when i need to and understanding that that's important helping and loving others at the same time doing all these positive things you know affirmations mantras whatever it is that's what keeps me happy well here's another one which is fun sorry here's a fun one how tall are you (laughs) i don't why does that Okay. I, it's there. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. It's, it's a question. What can I say? I am five seven, five six, All right. five seven. <laughs> there you go, five seven, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, there's not really much more we can talk to about that question. Um, okay. No. Right. It's, it's a, it's, it's a number. All right. So there you go. All right. Uh, to date, what has been your favorite? photo shoot and why oh oh no oh all right you can narrow it down you know you can okay, give me two okay. or three out of you know go ahead then have to be one yeah because they've been so varied mm-hmm. um okay so there's 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 different areas that I'll pick up and I'll, I'll go in for the the professional kind of commercial work and uh, my mm-hmm. favorite one I, I love it I do love a a catwalk when I have the chance but I'm not as tall mm-hmm. as many people on the catwalk so when I get to do it I'm like woohoo um, but my favorite one was working for Speedo and we were in central London mm-hmm. and um, we had to go to Speedo I think it was near Covent Garden and we got changed into all our outfits and then there's a huge congregation almost of, of of these females different shapes and sizes in these new speedo wear and um, we're being filmed walking through in the middle of day in uh, middle of the day in the mm-hmm. speedo wear, and we had to walk right through london to get to the nearest swimming bath which i, I couldn't tell you now because it was a few years mm-hmm. ago and um we had to then jump into the pool as well so it was all filmed and mm-hmm. what i loved about it was it was just so because it, it was a few years ago we're talking about five years ago now mm-hmm. um it was a bit daring it was a bit out there and people were like what on earth is going on and wherever we went because we had smiles on our faces it was mm-hmm. infectious people were doing the same thing they were smiling back and then we got to jump in the pool afterwards that was a cool opportunity and obviously for a big company as well so it was nice and um yeah. uh, okay so favorite one with obviously i work with a lot of uh, hobbyists uh, mm-hmm. hobbyist photographers because there's you know there's so many people that really want to get into photography so they mm-hmm. um they're they're really grateful for people to help with building their portfolio so sure. I work with a lot of photographers like that and they're, they're gorgeous people I do absolutely adore them and um 
it'd be very hard to separate one, but oh <laughs> um Okay, it would have to be one in Netherlands. And I was doing, because I do nude art modeling as well. So we were, mm. we were in the thick of the woods. <laughs> and obviously I was absolutely starkers. And people would just drive by and you could just see their heads following you as they're driving by. Like, what on earth is going on? And uh, they'd roll down their window because we, we popped over to Germany, as you do, because it was only half an hour away from where we were in the Netherlands. And um, they'd be like, das ist Klaas, which is like this brilliant, you know, loving it. Uh, and then I, one of the shoots, I was rolling around in mud. So, well, it was, again, just being innovative. He said, right, we mm-hmm. need you to look a bit witchy. So I said, right. And I saw a mud puddle and I just mm-hmm. jumped and rolled straight into it and just smeared my whole body with mud. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've got that on tape as well. Their faces, like, what are you doing? But the pictures are awesome. Well, see, there you go. It's creativity, and it's funny that uh, of all the countries in the world where people would be, um, you know, shouting out about someone who's nude in the in a in a field, I wouldn't have thought the Netherlands would have been <laughs> at the t- on that list. They're pretty much, they're pretty cool people over there. I, no, I no, thought I... so too. But what one of the shoots there we did, I was standing on a bridge within one of the towns in Zwolle, Zwolle town, mm-hmm. um, and I was wearing kind of a dominatrix getup. It was a leather okay. skirt. It was mm-hmm. long boots. It was like a mesh net top, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't have a bra underneath, so you could see everything. And I was stood with a whip in mm-hmm. the middle of a bridge, and it was broad daylight again, and everyone was just walking by, and obviously some. <laughs> some parents and such were walking by and hiding their children's eyes and I was like oh god <laughs> probably American tourists um, pardon part of, probably American tourists um, <laughs> yeah. don't look there you'll, you'll turn to stone right no salt whatever get out of here um yes <laughs> oh man so yeah you know you, what are you gonna do people are what, what they are right me absolutely deal with it um all right i've got some lingerie lowdown questions okay now Ooh. this is kind of, this is a this is a little we're, we're gonna play a little game okay it's okay a or a b okay it's quick answer a or b okay okay silk or nylon silk lace or floral lace brief or thong thong Bra roulette. Ooh, bralette. Padded or not? Oh. Or skip it. <laughs> I, yeah, because I don't. Padded. Okay, we'll go with padded then. Are you a swimwear? I'm sorry, a swimsuit or a bikini girl? bikini go get them abs out there you go <laughs> yeah what's the sense of doing that all that work if you don't get to show um <laughs> are you a summer girl or a winter girl summer all the way Hundred percent. all right there's three options here stockings okay. pantyhose or tights 
Remember, there's no wrong answer. And by the way, if you want to throw something else in there, go ahead. I would say, I would, yeah, I'd say types. Okay. Nude or black? Black. Sheer or opaque? Sheer. Okay. Uh, body suits or not a fan? I love body suits. The way that they just hug a woman's figure. I, oh, I just love them. They're so sexy. Okay. There you go. A fan. All right. Here we go. Without naming any brands, give me a couple of the favorite things and your least favorite things you've reviewed for Lingerie Lowdown. Okay, without giving brands. Uh, mm. uh, there was this nude um, bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it was stunning. It was stunning. Um, can I say there's another one that I really like as well, but can I say oh. it was – okay, I won't say the brand, but it, it was part of uh, – so we, we were sent Zodiac signs. Uh-huh. Um, and they sent me my Zodiac sign and uh, no joke. I actually choked up. It was really weird. It was really weird It because the company tried to do, um, they tried to portray the Zodiac signs through the garment. So it had uh-huh. to uh, reflect the traits that they would, uh, they would have. So I'm, I'm cancerian, I'm cancer. Mm-hmm. And it, when I held it in my hands, when I saw it, I was like, God, that just, it does feel like me. And it choked me up. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm such an emotional cow. <laughs> But yeah, it was the silk. So then that was silk. It was silk and silver, um, little wow. nighty, and it was beautiful. Like I had it, it was backless at the back, and you could just because yeah. I quite like eroticism, but I like it more yeah. about not about like biting nipples and that kind of thing. It's more about um, sensual. It's more about you know it could be like the small space of a part of your neck or something or the mm-hmm. hair standing up. That kind of intimacy, and that's what right. I felt from that. It was bang on. Wow. Okay, how about a couple of the least favorite things? Um, <laughs> there are some wet look tights that it looked it looked great on paper, and when you pulled it out, you thought, "Yeah, this is going to go." But <laughs> it made me look like I had cankles and wrinkly ankles, so Uh-oh. I was like, "No, nah, yeah, it's like no. good." Yeah. <laughs> and there was another. There was one bralette. That looked really nice, but when I put it on, it just looked like it was maternity wear for my boobs, and I was like, oh, no, sorry. This is not going to work. It's like, no. you know, some things, as you say, look better in the uh, magazine than they do when you start to put them on. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now you're my expert, okay? Here's what I okay. need. I need five things. Lingerie. Now, lingerie obviously goes the gambit from bras all the way to whatever kink wear whatever you know you're the expert five things you think that all women should have in their lingerie collection and uh you know as i said that goes from anything you can wear every day until it's just something that you might hold back for something very special so five of them whatever you wish okay well Obviously, I'm going to promote bodysuit all the way through. Bodysuit, okay. 100. Get your okay. size. Get one that feels comfortable, and um, you can wear them as tops underneath as well if you wanted to. They're just they're versatile, but they make you feel 
like new age kind of sexy, I would say. Um, then, and they come in so many different ranges of colors and all sorts. So you would always find the right one for you. I would definitely say the nighty as well, like the little silk one I was talking about, because um, it's, it's, I think it's almost, it's, it's almost old fashioned, you know, like slip the little cute nighty on and what have you, if your partner's coming home or, but it makes you feel really sweet because we all have different characters to us. And I feel mm-hmm. it can make you step into the kind of sweeter side to you where you feel maybe a little bit of vulnerability, but it's still sexy. Um, I would say a Brazilian thong just because of the way that it highlights your bum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it almost makes it look into a love heart. And that's, it's really nice, you know, when you can check out your bum and you just think, oh, I'm loving my bum. Um, so that's three items. The, oh, one I got the other day, pajamas, like cute pajamas. Honestly, just invest in some really nice pajamas because if you, when it comes down to downtime and you mm-hmm. time, if you've got something that you can slip into, so it's not necessarily for a partner or anyone else, like the pajamas can be just for you. If you've got something cutesy, comfortable, really nice to look at, it's really soft, mm-hmm. um, and you just got out of a bath, and you're going to put face mask on, you're going to put mm-hmm. you're going to put that on, and then go to bed. It just it makes you feel so nice, and everybody loves uh, you know new pajamas. We all wait for Christmas for them from Auntie Sue or whatever, but right. um, pajamas. And then the fifth one. Um, okay. So I would say, I would say stockings and that's because only you know their stockings until you invite someone back, obviously, Mm -hmm. but only, you know, their stockings in the day. So I think it could help you. It would, it would help you slip into the other character as well. Maybe a bit confident in the office or Mm -hmm. wherever you are, where you're not just wearing your your tights that have given you a wedge or whatever. They are stockings. So yeah, stockings, bodysuit, uh, pajamas, thongs, and the little nighty. There you go. Uh, you know, <laughs> one of the things. Do you have a uh, something that you wear? Okay, that when you're as a businesswoman, that you basically say nobody else is going to see this except you, but you wear it because it empowers you. It makes you feel good as you go into a specific day or meeting. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Matching underwear, like really nice matching. I mean, bra that's supporting you underneath that. It almost has like a balcony or it has some lace underneath, you know, there's detail there, really nice um, songs or even briefs, but I would say like high, high waisted briefs or something, or one that does go over that shows the shape of your bum and the stockings. Because if I know that I've got that underneath, I just feel unstoppable. I just feel like um, sexiness for a woman is really important because, mm-hmm. I mean, it might be exposing the male psyche a little bit here as, as weak, but, you know, that's down to the male being in control of his emotions. Unfortunately, for women, uh, sex is on our side. And mm-hmm. if we go into an office or a meeting or something where we need to call on confidence, mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's, the sexiness it's the sassiness it's the strength mm-hmm. through that 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 we find that we can um produce something or pre- prevail in something and yeah i think a good 
set of nice heels, stockings, a matching underwear set underneath. Mm-hmm. It is, it, it's, it's that kind of like, I mean, we all like the stuff that we can get away with, right? We all like mm-hmm. the stuff where it's like, you know, I know this and you don't know that. And yeah, right. it, it makes you right. feel strong. So yeah, definitely that. You come, you come in and you take control. Absolutely. Own the because room. Right. There, there, yeah, there's, there's, there's the other side as well, right? Mm-hmm. is I, I love being mysterious. I love being mysterious. And um, I, I, don't, I don't practice it, I just am. And a lot right. of guys that I meet in my time, they're just, they can never work me out because I'm so many different characters, but I embrace them all, you know. And mm-hmm. it's, it's nice that they could probably see me in this lovely dress at work. And they're like, you look really lovely. And I'm like, ha, if only you knew what I was wearing underneath. Or if, right. if I did decide to have a partner and I'd come home, then they'd see what's underneath. They're like... Mm-hmm. What you know? Who are you? You're, you're so cheeky. It's uh, it's funny. Um, Mina, one of the presenters, said that um, she likes to wear some of her best underwear under a sweatshirt and a pair of you know uh, a pair of um, sweatpants or just something comfortable because she's like to her it's like I don't care if anybody ever sees this. As long as I feel good, I don't care. Yeah. And I think a lot of women don't understand that. Yeah, no, that's true. But that's because of how they feel about themselves, you know, um, Mm -hmm. which has gone hand in hand with our whole conversation this afternoon. Right. It's great watching our website. It's great um, getting tips to different lingerie that you want to wear. But you could buy tons and tons of it. But if you're not working on yourself, if you're not Mm -hmm. happy with who you are, you're not going to wear them, even the best of times, even when you're wearing, um, you know, sweatsuits or, or an office mm-hmm. wear. You're not right. going to put them on because you don't like who you see in the mirror. So work on that. It's all combined, isn't it? Yeah. It all goes down to that. Yeah. Well, how about social media? How can we follow you? Um, I'm on Instagram as Alexandra McHugh. It's all just one word. Um uh facebook's more personal that type of thing but yeah absolutely add me up on um instagram i haven't got the hang of twitter yet it's because you it's like everybody's thought processes go on on twitter and i i kind of stay away from it a little bit but um instagram absolutely so it's alexandra McHugh, and that's a-l-e-x-a-n-d-r-a-m-c-c-u-e <laughs> special thanks to our guest alexandra McHugh. As I said, a good follow on Instagram by all means. Check her out on Instagram and, of course, on Lingerie Lowdown, the website where she does reviews. Okay? So, many thanks to our guest, as I said before, Alexandra McHugh, for joining us. That's it this week for this edition of Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. I'm Jim Williams. We will be back in two weeks' time with yet another edition of the podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed it. And until that time, be safe and have a wonderful day.